Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Kiwi Jr. is a band that calls Toronto, Ontario home, consisting of vocalist, lyricist, and guitarist Jeremy Gaudette, drummer Brohan Moore, guitarist Brian Murphy, and bassist Mike Walker. Kiwi Jr.'s members all hail from Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, where each played in different bands. Once they all moved to Toronto, they began jamming and playing shows, and Kiwi Jr.'s unique brand of clever guitar rock was born. The band's latest album is called Football Money, and is out now via Mint Records. And so I caught up with the whole band in Toronto recently for a conversation about Charlottetown, Toronto, and the new Hoking restaurant, lyrical themes on football money, the band Pavement, and the hip-hop artist Kanye West, making guitar rock in the year 2019, writing more political songs, their next album, and more. With the support of listeners like you who subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly pledges, at patreon.com slash creative control plus in-kind support from CFRU 93.3 FM Pizza Trocadero The Bookshelf and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton this is the 473rd episode of Creative Control featuring the excellent Kiwi Jr. with your host me Vish Khanna Is a hard act to follow A million wacky races Running through the hall Oh yeah A million pocket spaces Hi guys, <laughs> how's it going? Good, how you doing? I'm alright, I'm alright, it's nice to be, whose house are we in? Uh, we're in my place. And who are this you? This is Mike. Hi. Mike, nice to meet <laughs> nice you. To meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you on the okay. show. Mike, thanks for having us in your home. Thanks for coming. Do you really live appreciate in, it. Do you have the whole place? No, absolutely not, I no. wish. No, it's divided into eight units. Eight? I know, right? You wouldn't expect but that. But you have this whole first floor? There's, there's 
first floor, which that's, the half of the first floor kind of thing. It gets divided again oh. at, at the back. Again, you're, you're, you're in the nicest part. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we're at a dining table. <laughs> I feel like we're in like a nice little yeah. part of town, and it seems really good. Awesome. So thanks for yeah, having yeah. us, Mike. <laughs> and you, sir, Jeremy. Jeremy, nice to meet you. Have we met before? Yeah. Oh for shit! Sure, but it's I forgot. Okay. Where have we met? Uh, I think we actually did a couple of interviews like ten years ago, maybe. Get out of town. We did interviews. Yeah, my old band, I think. <laughs> What's your old band? Boxer the Horse. I don't know if you oh, the name, okay. From Charlottetown. No? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. So what? Is that when I worked at Radio Three? Yeah. CBC Radio Three. Okay. Did we meet in person? No, just on the phone. That's why I don't recognize you. <laughs> that that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see you again. Yeah, you and, too, man. Well, I mean, it's nice to see you, I guess is what I meant to say, and not be on the phone. Oh, this is awkward. I'm moving on. What's your name, sir? I'm Broen. Broen, nice to meet you. Nice meet to you, me. or have we met before and I'm embarrassing myself? No, I think this is the first time <laughs> we've ever met. <laughs> and where are you from? I, I'm, we're, we're all from Charlotte. You're all from Charlottetown. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cornwall. I'm from Cornwall. Well, actually, Wilmot Valley. If you want to go, if you want true blue, yeah. This Park, is a, Parkdale. If we're getting specific. Yeah, there we're you in go. Parkdale, Toronto, right now. The Parkdale PEI, though, is. There's right actually a. a we're, oh, I didn't even get that. We're not in Parkdale at all in Toronto. No. I just realized that. <laughs> I was in Parkdale earlier, and I got confused. Anyway, nice to have you on the show as well. Thank and, you for and you, sir. Us. My name is Brian. I'm from Charlottetown. Charlottetown. <laughs> Brian's from Charlottetown proper. <laughs> and have we, have I encountered you before? I think we've met in passing, but uh, okay. very briefly once before. Well, it's maybe nice. at Hillside Festival. Oh, have you been there? Yeah. And, and why? What? Why? Why would you have been at Hillside? Uh, I was playing there years ago with a different uh, outfit. Are you still in that outfit? Yeah. What's that outfit? Uh, always. Always. Okay. You're also in the band. Always. But Sarah, are they from PEI per se? The female singers are from Cape Breton. Right. And uh, Alec, who's a good friend of all, all of ours, is from Charlottetown. Right. Alec used to play in Two Hours Traffic. That's correct. Right. Okay. And he's in Always With You. That's right. Well, I, I thought Always was always busy. You have time to meet with me on a Friday night? Eh, no, we got some time off. It's nice. Oh, okay, you good. know, We kind of took the winter off. Um, but yeah. Okay, good. Well, it's nice to have you all on the show. I'm a big fan of your your new record, which on my uh, on my machine tells me is is self titled, but it's actually called Football Money. Is that the name of the record? What machine is this? It's my phone. <laughs> it says so whenever the metadata comes up, it says Kiwi Junior by Kiwi Junior. Yeah. Do you want to see it? No, you don't want to see it. You, I'm going to ruin your night. We'll, but, we'll fix it. But then in quotes, it says Football Money yeah, somewhere. Yeah, that's on the, the name of the record. Yeah. Okay. So. It's nice to have you. So why don't we begin with how uh, uh, the, the band began, and then I'll ask you questions about the record, and we'll talk about the drinks we're having and anything else you want to talk about. So why don't we start over here? Why don't you tell us a little bit about, from your perspective, just because so we'll go in order, how do you think this band started? What do you think? And if anyone wants to fact check, that would be great. Oh, the Mike's going to get roasted. I want, yeah, absolutely. I want, Set me up first. Johnny That's just torturous. <laughs> Should I not? Should you not go first? No, no, no. It's... Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I was the the last uh, member to I to arrive s- in see. Toronto. Okay. Um, not the last one to start playing with the band, uh, but the last one to move here from the East Coast. I've been in a few different places before that, but then when I moved up, uh, Broen and Jeremy were, yeah, itching to play some music. So uh, <laughs> that was basically how it started. I was here for maybe a month, uh, and uh, we and we were talking on a patio. Yeah, about well, Broen playing and some I, music, uh, mm. like. We already established that we're all from the same place and stuff, but uh, Broen and I were 
here we neither of us were in bands anymore and we talked about you know let's jam and stuff and then we happened to mention the brian that we were uh playing together and he said you know who just moved here this weekend is mike walker you should get him to play bass and i was like oh shit i haven't seen mike in like two years wouldn't you leaving charlottetown for toronto wouldn't there have been a, a bulletin that goes out to all <laughs> yeah, exactly. charlottetowners wherever they are to be like they, hey they, they take the population sign yeah. and dock it down <laughs> by, one. by one like it's like thirty-eight thousand nine hundred. there was and no post on pi <laughs> no, there was nothing no. okay you just showed up and somehow word got around okay, yeah, exactly. okay. well like we've all been in bands in pei like right like we're all in our 30s now. Yeah. So, like, we've, you know, all been in our 20s in other bands in the maritime Have stuff. you all played in the same bands? No, never before. Oh, no. Okay. no, no. So, that's that what I mean. Nice. Is like, you know, my old band used to play with Mike's old band. We used to play with Broen's old band and, you know, Brian, blah, blah, blah. It's right. also, can I just establish it's funny that Broen and Brian are sharing a mic and their <laughs> names are Broen and Brian? <laughs> yeah, it's like a the morning show that never was. Is, is Broen is the Gaelic version of Brian? It's like Tweedledee, Tweedledum. What is Brian the form of? Is it something? Is it what's the origin of? I'm not sure. You're named after Brian Mulroney. More modernized. <laughs> Are you oh. named after Brian Mulroney? When I was a kid, actually, because uh, my dad was in politics. When I was a kid, my dad trained me to say that Brian Mulroney was a buffoon. Oh, <laughs> and uh, that quite the, the opposite. Yeah, no, I was very anti Mulroney. Okay, okay. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> Even as a four-year-old, I was going to bring that up in half an hour, but I'm glad we we figured that out. Okay, all right. So, PEI, uh, I feel like it's a, a some level a lesser-known musical region in our country. We've over the last twenty twenty-five years learned a lot more about Halifax. Uh, St. John's has made an impact. What are, who are some of the big people that have come out of? PEI or Charlottetown uh, can anyone name prominent people well I think I, I don't know about prominent but I think that like 10 15 years ago like we were all in our early 20s late teens and we were all in bands at the time yeah. and there was a really kick-ass rock scene there like Brown's band the Danks who Alec from always was yeah also I, I remember in. the Danks yeah yeah the Danks and my old band Box of the Horse and Mike's old band uh you know, and other bands like Smothered and Hugs and uh, the, robots. the Robots is great. Yeah, and like there were a, there was a scene there for sure. Kind of an indie rock type scene. Totally. What yeah. Was there, what, what, who isn't there like a giant person from Charlottetown that we were forgetting right now? Somebody. No. From Stomp and Tom. <laughs> Maybe Stomp and Tom comes to mind. You didn't mention Stomp and Tom at but all. He's not from Charlottetown. He's from Skinner's Pond. Oh, oh uh, sorry. Okay, but he's from PEI. Kind yes. of. Anybody else? Is there somebody else that we should know? I mean, from Charlottetown proper, like not really. No, okay. You, you, you. For, everyone else, you forsake. No one else of of any I note. I don't know, man. I, I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, I know. You know, you move away from a, t- a place like Charlottetown. I imagine some people are like, ah, why do those guys leave? But you, you're, you're proud of being from Charlottetown. They're proud of you for making it. I mean, I gotta put aside the narrative that we kind of all left Charlottetown to pursue music which is something that like you know in other interviews that we've done uh, always comes up it's like you're all from Charlottetown you moved to Toronto and here's your record and stuff Uh, you kind of we have to kind of set the record straight and that we all moved to Charlottetown at different points over the past 15 years yeah yeah yeah. there was no band and nothing we just were already friends and we just ended up here. Okay. Kind of thing. And All right. Hey, don't get defensive with me. I didn't accuse you of anything. I'm just trying to establish some facts here. <laughs> it's getting heated. This is, this is your platform to air your grievances <laughs> and the facts. That's right. That's right. I suppose so. You have made a point, I think, on, on this record, Football Money, of 
uh, I think talking a little bit, if not a lot, about Toronto. Is that fair? There yeah. seems to be a lot of regionalism about Toronto. Is that I, I would agree with that. Now, who are the primary songwriters in the band? I write all the lyrics. You write all the lyrics. And yes. who's the primary? Uh, there's a few singers, or? Uh, I sing lead. Yeah. And uh, Mike, I think, does most of the backup vocals on the record. Brian and Broen also do some backup so vocals. So you're singing all the songs uh, lead. Uh, you're singing lead on all the songs. Straight from my heart. There's a couple of times where I feel like Swimming Pool, I thought maybe that's not you, but... Like that's the, me. That's me uh, being tender. <laughs> yeah, it's like a tender, it's a different voice. Okay. Yeah, Okay. for sure. So well, you, how long have you lived in Toronto? Uh, since 2013. 13. Oh, okay. And you've already established. I mean, that's a that's six years. That's a long time. Yeah, actually. That's long okay. Enough, so right. you do you like it? Yeah, of course. Everybody around the table, whoever wants to speak to this, primary difference between Charlottetown and Toronto. You have three seconds. To well, answer. I'll just say I like I don't <laughs> think any of us moved straight from Charlottetown to Toronto except maybe Brian. Yeah, I did. Like 15 years ago, I came here right after high school. So you're hardened now. You're a hardened a very, Torontonian. Very hardened. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Like Brian remembers when Dundas uh, West was like mainly Portuguese hardware stores. <laughs> yeah, and like there, there was were, no get well. There was no get well. The, no brunch places. The Dakota Tavern was the Trinport Club and all that stuff. Right. Like, okay. You've been I, here I, I lived at I lived at Dundas and Lisgar. And I remember if you walked up to Dundas, you would never dream of turning left. Like, you would never think about going further west. Right. Because there's just nothing. Right, right, right. So, okay, so you, you've you been here. To, to the point that was raised, though, did you move here 15 years ago for music? Uh, yeah, I, w- I went to U of T. You went to U of T I for came here, music? I came here right after high school and went to U of T for three years. Okay, so you weren't necessarily, you didn't have a band. No. You were studying music. Yeah. And what's your primary instrument? Guitar. You went to university for guitar. That is a level of commitment to the instrument that most people don't Yeah, have. I was kind of like pressured into it, and uh, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> but, uh, pressured? Uh, I know you don't want to talk about it, but pressured by whom? High school teachers and whatnot. You let your high school teachers push you around in Charlottetown? That doesn't sound good. Yeah, I was a, I was a naive. This uh, is like a, uh, <laughs> what's that movie <laughs> that came out with the drummer? Oh, Whiplash. Yeah, this is yeah. a Whiplash. I was, I, was, I, was, I was a product of, yeah, I was the precursor to Whiplash. Not my tempo. It, it ruined me. Piece of pressure to wear a three-piece suit. Did you actually make it through your degree, though? No. Oh, you didn't like it? No, okay. I couldn't stand it. Well, what didn't you like about it? Just like music as an education is was a little bit strange, like a formal education, rather. You know, I spent most of my time in front of a textbook than with an instrument in my hand. Oh, I, I always see, thought right. that was kind of strange. I would much rather just like get together with friends and play music. I think that's the best way to to go about it. But okay, okay. Anyway, all right. Well, I'm I'm just curious about foundationally where you guys have commonalities. I'm listening to the record and I'm hearing influences that speak to me, that speak to my interests as well. And I'm wondering, since you didn't grow up playing in a band together, and you all seem to have galvanized here, do you have? common musical interest because i know that when i talked about the halifax pop explosion earlier there was a perception that well halifax is much closer to england than toronto maybe that's why everyone sounds a little like (laughs) the kinks or the beatles or the rolling stones or whatever there seemed to be in the maritimes in halifax in particular a real interest in english music british music i don't know if i hear that as much although you have a song called swimming pool that you know, homage maybe to Brian Wilson's uh, passing. I don't know. Brian Jones. Brian, Brian Jones. Jones. Sorry, I didn't mean to say Brian Wilson. Scratch that. Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones, who passed away in a swimming pool. Brian Wilson, very much alive. <laughs> Doing fine. 
anyway, sorry. Can we talk about that a little bit? Do you have for sure like a common group that you like or a band or I think approach? so. I think that because we started this band when we were all in our you know late twenties, I think pretty sure no one was thirty when we started the band. Maybe, but you know when you're really young starting a band, you're just kind of bringing whatever you've got. And maybe uh, emulating others a lot more. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think that it, when you know when you're later and you've already kind of gone through your whatever phase, uh, you you know you go through phases of loving different bands. We were kind of at a point where we were sort of all agreed upon trying to paint in like primary colors. So like we were going back to, you know, you mentioned the Kinks and the I don't know like bands like like when we're in practice, the names that come up when I say to mike like hey man play that like ccr bass part we're not saying like you know play that like uh royal trucks part right like yeah it's kind of going back to classic rock stuff most of the time oh, interesting uh i mean we could talk about like feely side projects and st- stuff like we're into other things yeah, as yeah. well but like mainly we're talking about like you know t-rex elvis costello yeah when like i walked that. in you were blasting elvis costello and the attractions as i recall that's, that's true yeah so you that's the thing. You you get off on the same music, so to speak. I think the thing there is that Mike and I exchanged records at our birthdays. And I bought that record from Mike like five or six years ago. Oh. But now every time that I'm at Mike's, I go through his record collection and just pick the records that I've bought for him and mm. put them on. It's a subtle plug about how his uh, record collection is first appearing. <laughs> it's like, hey, remember actually. when I got you this Elvis Costello record? Put it on and turn it way it's up. losing its subtlety. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, that's fascinating in itself. Are there things you disagree? Is there music that any one of you likes that the other one can't stand? I'm just curious. Yeah, well, Broen uh, really likes... I knew this was going to come back to Broen. I just had a feeling <laughs> he was going to be the odd person out here. Broen likes uh, two groups, I think. He likes uh, anything Julian Casablancs does. So that's like the Strokes as well as the Voids. Mm-hmm. We all like, you know, those early Strokes stuff. But Broen is like pretty into anything, the new stuff and things. Uh, and he likes Kanye West. Right. As yeah. I do. I I, that's I, yeah, that's it. about, those are the two. Yeah. What do you play in the band? <laughs> drums. You play the drums. <laughs> so is there any Kanye or... Uh, or I mean, where I can, wherever I can. It's not a lot of Kanye room in this band. Not a lot of Kanye tell. room. No, no. not a lot. Off stage. Yeah, they should get rid of me and just replace me with an 808 or something. Do you have trouble being a Kanye? I, I this comes up on the show all the time where I'm talking to someone about. I was talking to Sandro Perry about Kanye West, and I could tell he was uncomfortable that I brought really? him up. Well, I knew that Sandro and I had been to some of the same Kanye West shows, and but yeah. now it's very hard to reconcile the man with the music. And maybe it always should have been. Anyway, how are you feeling, Bruin? Uh, for me, it's just all about the music. I don't really pay attention to whatever else. I mean, I, I just like, I, I honestly really just, I don't even really like early Kanye West, which I think most people do. I, I really, for me, it's like Yeezus and uh, Pablo. It's like, those are my favorite records. And that that's, I, I'm not really into other Kanye around that, to be honest. And, and then, that's interesting. And then politically, I'm not really on board. With, what about the, uh, here's the thing I'm, I'm grappling with and I don't mean to make this all about Kanye guys <laughs> but the misogyny oh my god like it's really when you actually are like because I looked at all hip-hop with this weird prism of like well I guess that's just what's going on there and I'm not going to deal with it but now I'm like oh like these days you can't it's hard to reconcile like the Yeezus record oh my god some terrible things I think on you got to look at it almost in the same way that you look at it as being a, you know performance thing 
Uh, yeah. You kind of have to... Try. And production, just like the production <laughs> on that record is uh, stunning. I mean, I think it's like... Which one? Yeezus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, think, I thought so too. I, like, I think he's the best producer in the game in terms of just like sounds and stuff. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of what draws me to him. Okay. But there's no yeah. Kanye production influence in Kiwi Jr. <laughs> at this point. Not yet. I don't think so. Hmm. But they're not yet. Did you hear the what remixes I said? are coming? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there could be yeah. some. He's very. I, I think he's very pervasive. I think he shows up in all sorts of car. I, I watch commercials not as a point. I don't make a point of watching the commercials, but sometimes I'm hearing Kanye's influence on everything now. So oh, for sure, it's probably going to be. In I there. think a big part of that with commercials is they just want Kanye's songs, yes. but they can't afford to they pay rip for them it. Off. So yeah. they, I heard that. I hear that with like Vampire Weekend. I hear that with the Strokes. I find uh, a lot of commercials lately have songs in them that sound a lot like the hives oh yeah like right. these like quick four chord changes and yep. they're upbeat and they sound so much like hate to say i told you so or something but they're just slightly different you know what's happening is people of my age like early 40s are getting these jobs and yeah that's totally. their aesthetic right right, right. Sense, yeah. it's happening with music festivals too where you're like why are all these like people reforming 90s bands well it's because people like me are like hey can you Here's a million bucks. Can you get the strokes back together or <laughs> yeah. something? And they say, oh, okay, millions a little low for the strokes, but still, yeah, that's what's happening. Anyway, this is a tangent. I started off at some point, maybe 10, 15 minutes ago, saying uh, talking about regionalism in Toronto. And do you sing about the new Ho King at one point? Yeah, which is one of my favorite restaurants in Toronto. Yeah, classic. <laughs> I like it. The Hunan Tofu and Rice, if I may promote that. Wow, I Ooh. might get some right now. Deep cut. Yeah, it's good. So that's a thing you're doing a lot of on this record is just singing about Toronto and Toronto landmarks that most people like no one's going to know the new Ho King that well, I picked up on that because I'm a fan of the rice and the <laughs> but like why why are you doing this? Uh, I think it's more of an effort just to kind of have some real places you know some mm -hmm. tactile things in the lyrics and it's clever too because you make it sound like the new Ho King. He's like a king. He's a guy. He's a person. <laughs> yeah, totally. What's the line? Can you remember? Does anyone forget all the ways and the names of the new hooking? Right. Think, or the name and the ways of the new hooking. Right. Like it sounds almost like a Led Zeppelin lyric or something like <laughs> a yeah. Tolkien thing. Through the fields we follow the new hooking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's just fascinating to me that I I heard that right away and I don't think a lot. I know it's it's a it's not like that's just not something everyone's going to resonate with anyone. There's a danger in regionalism. Particular, and I just find it fascinating that you're technically not from Toronto and you're kind of singing about it with these wide eyes of like, well, sort of, I mean, these places. I think there's like I was saying earlier, like we didn't all just like move here and start a band like that. Right. Yeah. Um, like I'd been living in Toronto probably three or four years before, uh, for instance, like writing that song. Uh, a lot of it, though, is just like kind of. I lyrically tried to approach this record uh, in a way that I wanted to write about things I know, thing, you know, things I'm experiencing uh, without it being a super confessional, emotional record. Um, There's a bit of dispassion going on. Kind of, yeah. And like, I didn't want it to be, I wanted it to be personal, but I didn't want it to be, like I'm saying, emotional. You know what I mean? I understand. I wanted to write for adults. Like I wanted. I remember reading this David Berman interview where he talked about like what Jews record. It was uh, American Water, I think, where he said I wanted to make a record for other 29 year olds or right. something like that. And that's kind of the same idea that I was talking about uh, on this record. Is I didn't want to make a record that 
maybe someone who was 19 would uh you know be singing about the same things yeah i mean when i think of songs like salary man by the way who does anyone have a day job yeah, we all do. You all have day jobs. Well, man. you can't have a day job. You're an always. Yeah, I don't, I, uh, mostly Jeremy and Brown have your <laughs> have your <laughs> your standard nine to five Monday to Friday. What do you do? You mind me asking? I know it's maybe. Uh, maybe I won't get specific, but I work in Excel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm a I'm a librarian. I have a master's in library sciences. Oh, okay. Brown's got a master's in journalism, and he he uh, does press release stuff for financial companies. I think. Does that, that make sense? That sounds horribly boring, if I might say. No, I'm just kidding. That sounds, that's an honest. But you sing in Salary Man of, yeah, that perspective of being an adult. You're not a 19-year-old. You're a, sal- you're a salary man. Are you singing about yourself a little bit? Totally. Right. Yeah, I mean, that song in particular, like, we're, you know, literally imagining ourselves. If we were living in a different country, you know, maybe this would be better in Japan kind of thing. But it's like, no, I'm pretty sure you'd still be hungover on a streetcar. <laughs> type thing right like um so you what what is your is that a therapeutic thing for you to sing about being a a worker no you i don't think it's therapeutic at all it what is it is it a it's just a, trying to be honest i think you can feel honesty through lyrics when you hear it right but is there a certain amount of frustration or anger in that or just it's, i think it still exists yeah it's still there yeah there's a Ren and Stimpy reference at one point. Yeah, the Happy Happy Joy Joy. Happy Happy Joy Joy, which everyone joins in on in a very nonchalant <laughs> way. I noticed. It doesn't yeah, seem yeah. That maybe joyful. not. Maybe not so so happy happy. Oh, joy or not, it doesn't seem that way to me. <laughs> uh, Mike, like, when you do, you guys talk about what's going on in the songs at all? Do you have conversations? Do conversations inform songs by any chance? Like, do you take? Maybe this is a question for you actually. Mm-hmm. Do you take conversations with the band? Absolutely. And do they like? Do you hear? yourself in these songs if I, that's why be I sometimes it. be quite amusing moments where myself or someone else will mishear a lyric like this happens often oh you do because we'll be jamming out something relatively new or brand new and jeremy often just approaches the mic and sings and he'll sing whatever is, comes to his head and right. then afterwards we'll sit down and i'll be like oh man i really liked that line you did about you know happy happy boy toy or something and he'll be like no no i said joy like happy happy joy joy and I'll be like oh Happy, happy or, or, boy toy? That's what you thought he said? <laughs> no, I didn't actually. Okay. That's any, Mike's edit. That's yeah, what he exactly. wished. That's Mike's edit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, any kind, there are like innumerable examples of that, of just us yeah. jamming out songs, us hearing something or thinking we hear something and just project it onto the song and then that might end up as a part of the lyrics. Okay. Which is a really fun... But also thing. another good example I think is, I remember we were on our way, we were in a taxi one time and we were talking about, was it Paul Pogba? Yeah, yeah. Pogba just signed like a huge contract soccer player and we started talking about the idea of football money it's like you know you have money and then you have football money it's like millions and millions of pounds or whatever yeah and that phrase football money we just were like latched onto immediately and then like later on wrote the song about it well I don't are you guys Parquet Courts fans at all yeah for sure because they have a a song I know (laughs) (laughs) it came out uh, like our record has been finished like that song has been recorded for like two years now their song's called Total Football I believe they're about different things but yeah no no I just thought it was fast because I talked to them for this show as well and we got into that a little bit um, because they're clearly singing about sort of Premier League soccer but the end of the song, uh, Tom Brady, fuck Tom Brady, yeah, yeah, yeah. which uh, I thought was an interesting connection. Not to make this about Parquet Courts. I know which band I'm talking to right now, but I just think We're that fa- big fans of them. Too. There's yeah. a I feel like I was kind of alluding to this and like 
I think for people who don't know the band, here's where I'm coming from with it. Cause I hear, uh, and maybe you've heard all these things already as the reviews have come out and all that stuff, but there's a little bit of modern lovers. Maybe is that there? Totally. Mm-hmm. Are you fans? No one yeah. objects. To absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. There's a little yeah. bit of that. I mm-hmm. get a little pavement sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Pavement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Little parquet courts, little kinks, little rolling stones. This, that's where I'm coming from. That's with, great, man. Is this all Nailed there? It. Yeah, we'll take it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this for is sure. so good. But are people, uh, are people into these bands now? You're in your 30s. I'm in my 40s. I sometimes wonder what the state of rock and roll is. I have no idea. Right. I mean. You're writing smart, clever, inventive rock music at a time where rock music is kind of in a weird place in terms of like remember when yeah, rock man, music ruled all and now oh, this, yeah. this Kanye guy changed everything 2001 you had the strokes <laughs> come up and it was yes with yeah. the libertines and everyone else oh, all the bands that right? followed yeah it was but huge. you, you got to be true to yourself like i can already sense that uh, Broan's not gonna be in the band much longer because of the kanye thing and uh <laughs> that's just who you guys are you're There's gonna be a <laughs> section of Broan's wikipedia that says <laughs> <laughs> kanye scandal <laughs> now you're making music for yourselves obviously but uh is the reception to the to the music what you're maybe hoping it would be are you getting what you want out of people like are people receiving it in the way you thought they would or are they looking i think so i mean yeah. even just hearing you name those four or five groups that you just said yeah it's like man. seven i named like seven bands yeah, yeah, i don't know i'm pumped about that yeah like yeah. you know we we love all those groups and we're firmly uh trying to make a cool rock record that i think is not uh particularly trendy or of a moment or anything you yeah know? yeah we're steering clear of like any kind of effects or whatever that's going to date us so yeah no it, it doesn't seem like it's from any uh, era which i appreciate as well um you're uh you, you know you play in a, a bigger band now brian with, with always right and you've seen that's a how would you describe that band how would you characterize the music you make uh, the music of always yeah guitar pop it's pop yeah it's pop are is this band in the realm of pop do you think kiwi jr yeah it seems to me to be a pop band but not heading for populism oh, ho, ho, ho. i don't think I, I mean i don't think you could definitely it'd be weird to call it a pop band but there's certainly elements of you know it's a lot of like four chords you know when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Diatonic stuff. Like, you know, we're not like going way outside the, um, we're not like, you know, got all these weird angular changes or these weird time signatures and all that stuff. I think, you know, that's kind of the definition of 
or that's sort of the characteristics of popular music, which is which is pop music. You know what I mean? I guess the subtext of what I'm getting at, and this can be awkward to talk about on some level, but I feel like guitar-oriented music um, is kind of in a weird place in terms of its overall cachet. It's not the stuff that used to, you know it used to be a very dominant form of music, and now it doesn't seem to have that power anymore. For sure. I think it's coming back. Well, I think so too. I think like if you think about like the last Frank Ocean record and the last Kendrick Lamar record and stuff, like there's a lot of guitar on both that stuff. And I think that guitar is kind of coming back. You think so, eh? Yeah, man. Well, I, I'm and I'm I'm firmly a guitar-oriented person. My son and I are, I just got him a guitar. He's got a little Squire. Nice. And he's trying to I'm trying to teach him an A chord. He can't play. Is he, is he a Strat Strat guy or Tele? Yeah, where we got two we got two Strats. Two Strat we Strat guys. Matching Strats right Strat now. Strat family. Are you? Like or is anyone here a Strat person? You're I a Strat. I love. I love Strat. You're, you have a. You play a. Tele I mean, I have too. both, but I love. What's a, how would you characterize the, the difference between a, a Strat and a and a Telly? If that's what you you play a Telly mostly. Boss man Telly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, Bruce Springsteen. Leo Fender got Bruce Springsteen to write a uh, like a little thing blurb about the anniversary of the Strat, and it's quite funny. You should read it when you get a sec. But it's um, funny. Oh, it's, it's very so funny. funny man. Why is it funny? Because he writes the whole thing about like. You know, he's the ultimate telly. Fen- guy. Yeah, you know, Springsteen only plays a telly. Yeah. But somehow they asked him to write a thing about Strat, and he every write- once in a while he might play a Strat if he's like guesting. With so someone. he's got this whole yeah. you know letter about blah, blah 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 Fender, and he ends it in all caps, "Boss man, telly." <laughs> I think he said like, uh, yeah, yeah. He was like, I'll, "I'll have this, I'll have the telly wrapped around my chest in the in the coffin, and until you want me to write something about the telly, you know, like basically go away or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Tele- uh, Stratocaster is more round, you know, Telecaster is a bit more po- like a bit sliced through a bit more. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. If what's t- going on. There's like a weird beer run going on. I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I hear a can opening. Brown went to get a couple of beers and he forgot to open them. And I was like, don't open them on mic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on, bro. get in here. You Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, no, we were just talking about guitar-oriented music, and uh, yeah. Anyway, I just wonder how you feel about it. How you feel about like? I'm like super. When you were asking that question of like pop band or whatever, I don't know. It's different people define that stuff differently. Yeah. Yeah, but it's too broad. I like to say that we're just a guitar band, like right, like it's guitar music. It's so oriented around guitar and guitar chords and stuff. Yeah. So I'm pretty happy to to say it's guitar music. You know? Yeah. No, I, I know it's, it, it clearly is. I just yeah. wonder if you wonder if there's like a... I wonder if you wonder if there's like a ceiling, like a limit these days. But you're saying you think it's on the come up. It's coming kind back. Kind of. I don't know that there's any... I think that the innovative stuff that's coming out now is that it's guitars being used in like, you know, R&B a little bit more. Hip hop, like I was saying, that Frank Ocean record. And yeah. And they're Steve often, Lacey record that came out. Uh, you know, he's great. And uh, they're often treated a lot like uh, I mean like they're put through yeah there's always like a ton of chorus lots of chorus I think of St. Vincent as one of the most inventive guitarists going right now and what she does with the guitar is like I don't know of anyone really doing stuff (laughs) she's a a shredder the new Royal Trucks record too yeah like I don't know anyone who plays guitar like him yeah like Neil yeah yeah there's a cool there's a cool like acoustic movement happening too with like the new Wise Blood and like Big Thief and those bands like like bringing back that like 70s which is also very guitar oriented like bringing back the acoustic guitar is cool well i asked i pivoted to you there Brian, and always because you've seen the opposite of what i'm saying like your band has ascended being ostensibly a guitar oriented band right yeah i mean we 
we there's a keyboard that's very heavily featured. Yeah, I guess in, that's true. Yeah. 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 In uh, in the band, but, but you're seeing and you're playing with other bands with guitars. I don't know where my, my my point is here. I just okay. Here's the thing, guys. I'm worried about Kiwi Junior. I'm worried about your future. I want you to do well. I like the record. So, so are we. Uh, and I want you to do fine. But I just worry about the environment we're in. But you seem to be fine with it. You seem to think everything's going fine. And that's your perception of things. And that's how you're gonna live. I don't know what to say. I mean, we've you know. We're leaning, you know, we've got our future in Microsoft Excel. <laughs> <laughs> so are there other themes on the record that have come up, uh, maybe external to you? I've, other people, I've pointed out a couple of things I've noticed, I suppose, but are there things about the record's reception that have surprised you in terms of what people have picked up on? No, I mean, I anticipate pavement comparisons, like any band that I've ever been in is kind of... Are you a pavement fan? Yeah, but the funny thing about it is like uh, a band that you band that i used to play in like i remember being 19 eight maybe 18 uh never having been you know listened to pavement at the time and uh sending our demo cd to a label and then coming back like oh my god you guys sound like pavement i like this and i was like yeah i don't really know them and then sending like a greatest hits type thing because they were so excited by it and sorry who sent you someone this is like i sent a uh, like our demo to right a, to a label and then responding uh, by saying that uh, you guys sound like pavement and I said I never really right. got into pavement I was only like 19 or whatever and they sent like a curated kind of playlist oh, they that they sent made. It to you yeah being like oh my god you don't and I listened it's a bit to heavy handed isn't I, it well and then I was like oh wow we do have the same like natural kind of vocal range and stuff and I don't know I think we're both Lou Reed fans yes there's know? a lot of something's going on with the Lou Reed record Coney Island Baby Totally, man. and I feel like nap eyes and uh, maybe you guys a little bit like a, your energy level is a bit higher than some of the bands that we've been talking about, but something's going on. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. And like, I like we we're friends with the nap eyes guys too, and uh, we played with them. I think probably like four or five months ago. Yeah. And after the show, Nigel was like, man, we got to just like sit down and talk about like, you know, Lou Reed and stuff sometime. <laughs> and that's like, yeah. And like go betweens and stuff. Yeah. There's, uh, it's great. Like I actually am jazzed about like all of this cause I like that music, but it's, uh, yeah, I, that's all I was getting at. I worry. I hope you keep making this music because it's great. But yeah, beyond that, lyrically, we talked about the regionalism and you've talked about how you kind of want to write a bit objectively, not, personally do you guys all feel like you you're getting that we're getting a version of uh of jeremy that's like accurate to him like is it a is it are we getting a portrait of him from his songs that is close to him actually or is it totally just a persona almost oh it's all one big facade for sure no, <laughs> no, i'm joking i'm joking no for sure there, i i i i do i think that uh, for sure especially with songs like salary man and and uh you know, obviously there's, there are some songs on the record that are a bit more narrative and stuff or a bit more like of, of a outside narrative, but definitely. Yeah. I think I'm snarky enough on the record that I am in real life. <laughs> you seem a little Sli- snarky, like slightly, slightly sna- snarky. He's snarkier in real life though. <laughs> Is that right? It's a, it's a funny thing about listening to the 10 track album though. Uh, what you don't 
get, I'm assuming, is just how many songs didn't make the cut. And that says a lot about Jeremy's personality. Be- just because he's got, he does have a critical nature and that criticism is often applied to the band itself and to songs that we've all come up with together and we may have felt very strongly about. So then we trim down from so, so, so many songs to the ones that are heard on the record itself. So that's a, a funny thing that I don't know if you could ever get from, you know, you might say, oh, like 27, 28 minute record, it goes by in a breeze or it's really quick. Yeah. But a lot of that came from having created a lot more and then having restricted ourselves because it was, you know, because we didn't feel strongly enough about it. And to Jeremy's credit, he just has... Trim the fat. Yeah, exactly. He, well, you know, did... He's really hard on the songs, the band, everyone. What, what, was, <laughs> your, what was your line the other day? <laughs> don't, don't bore us, no chorus? <laughs> yeah, I wrote that. I actually got that printed on the... I don't know if you've seen it yet, but the LP on the lyric sheet at the yeah. top, I've got it printed in bold to... Don't bore us, no chorus. <laughs> now, wait, what does that mean exactly? Oh. Well, you know the Tom Petty line? Don't bore us, get to the chorus. Right. Don't bore us, no, no chorus. No chorus. <laughs> so okay. no repetition. Right. So I think if you listen to our record, there's maybe one, two songs that have an actual chorus. Yeah. Salaryman, maybe? No. Yeah. I changed the lyrics both times. It's kind of a hook. Yeah, there are, you know, I mean, I think it's, there are like things that you think are choruses, but there's no ref- refrain maybe is what I'm actually Yeah, maybe you're right. Of. Yeah. What, what, so what, what is that? There's, there's no free falling. I don't know I mean like If you've heard A chorus And then you know the verse And then you got the pre-chorus And then you know The chorus is coming again Why wouldn't you just Like fast forward that You know (laughs) Like hear what the person's Got to say next You're trying to destroy All of music structure I just think that like If you've got an opportunity To say something You should say it So like if you have space Where a chorus was And the first time you said Blah 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 The next time Just switch it up Right that is why we named the record Football Money too. Is like we couldn't really come up with like a particular record name. We were just gonna call it self-titled. Uh, That's what my mm, phone thinks it's called. I know. I'm gonna fix that, man. Heads are Not gonna so roll. Smartphone. Heads are gonna roll. Uh, no, but and then I was think people were arguing maybe we should be self-titled, and I thought you've you know when you're releasing a record you're given a blank canvas. Right? Yeah. You're yeah. given a a space to type in what the record could be called and you have a chance to say something so you should say it so these how many songs didn't make it to the, like five okay so what's going to become of those i mean they didn't they weren't up to lp2 par. are they are they okay are they good songs yeah we play them live, Some of them we play live yeah. like i'm telling you man we got uh one song in particular that i think was like the third song we wrote and we recorded it five times and at the end it just like didn't really cut it I, I the heard song itself is we're really happy with it's just like how it sounds it didn't really cut it so it also didn't fit there's a, a sense of sequence to the whole thing well. yeah exactly so uh, when we were getting set up here i heard someone say maybe it was you jeremy that that uh, you, how many times have you attempted to make this album well it's not like we sat down and we're like we're gonna make the lp and we've you know given up and gone to a different studio and like that it didn't really happen like that it's more so like we've recorded probably like three or four times before eventually getting into a session where we were happy with all the songs but you didn't record these particular songs most a lot of them yeah okay so whose call was it to say i'm not happy with this was it a collective decision or you uh not me i think everybody i think it was pretty collective it was there there was a there was a moment there where like a lot of the songs were kind of in this nether region of like they weren't charming and lo-fi 
nor were they like impressive and and good. They weren't radio ready, but they, they were, also weren't like oh cool, cool scrappy like, lo-fi. Yeah, was, so they were just kind of nothing. Like in that nether region, uh-huh. uh, that was like totally unflattering to to all of us. So we just had to keep, you know, we were kind of banging our heads against the wall for a while, but we got there. Okay, so do you make all decisions collectively? Yeah, we have so many email threads. Oh yeah, about all this stuff, man. You have how, so how many, many email threads? How many? How many emails was on the on the? So we played the we baby broke G. Eighty. We, we played broke the 80, we played the baby G last week. Our uh, record release sold it out. No big deal. Congratulations. But, uh, <laughs> sold it out. How many? Uh, how many emails were on that thread? I think it was eighty-two by the time it was 80. over. I remember yeah. you were marking the yeah. eighty mark. You were celebrating it. What we were, were the What were the emails about? Just every all the bullshit guest lists. Broen uh, being like, "Do I have to bring a hi hat stand?" Yeah, Broen needing like, to. Yeah, you might as well. <laughs> Why wouldn't you need to bring a hi hat stand? It's one of the things you play. Who did you think was going to bring the hi hat stand? I hate bringing drums. When we can bring, we can get another band to bring the drums. That is. That is. <laughs> no, I'm with you on this, yeah. but I'm usually the the other band. I usually am the one. It's <laughs> like, yeah, you can use my drums, I guess. You That's heaven for me. It's just showing up, just showing you, up, and the other bands brought the drums. I'm just like, I'm. This is a good show. I think you've earned a new nickname, Backline Bruin. <laughs> <laughs> that's your nickname. Uh, that's amazing. What? Well, that, that's ridiculous. I don't even understand. You're well, the drummer. It's the part of the job. Maybe we should only play with your band. <laughs> <laughs> to make life for Brian much easier. Okay, so you have collective discussions. Do you have collective discussions about the lyrics? Or the- uh, sometimes, yeah, man. Like mostly, like Mike, I'd say uh, sometimes we'll be like, "Hey, you say this. It might be better if you just nudge that slightly and say this." Um, but You're a songwriter, Mike. Mike is a uh, Concordia University creative writing dropout. Dropout. <laughs> oh, your cre- your background is creative writing. That would seem a stretch at first, but I do like to to dabble in different sorts of creative writing. Sure. Do you yeah. have? Yeah. Do you have a day job? Not exactly. He's more, a bartender. more of an evening job. Bartender, okay. bartender. that kind of thing. Okay. Where yeah. do you do that? Exactly. Uh, Dundas and Osington. Okay, that's right. Broadway. You just yeah, pick yeah, yeah. the street, the street corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, all will have to guess the bar. <laughs> Southeast okay. corner, northwest corner, southeast, <laughs> southeast. Okay. <clears throat> so, you assist sometimes with some of the songwriting. Yeah, I mean, it, it stretches from anything from hanging out and playing riffs together, right? And you, you land on a certain spot and you're like, oh, this riff should, you know, should do, we should do something here with this space. What do you play? So, yeah, I play bass. You're play, the bass player. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty hammerheaded, to be honest, when you it comes to lyrics. Way. No, you seem that way. You seem a bit like a hammerhead shark. Well, I don't you know, You take man. a bite out of someone who... Like stubborn and all that. Nah, no, I like I'm to give him kidding. a lot of ideas. I think yeah, that's I, something that should be said. Too. I give you, I give Jeremy too many ideas. Like Salary Man was totally Mike's ideas. idea, as a song. Yeah. Okay. So are you are you a wannabe songwriter? Do you write your own songs, or do you just help other people write their own songs? Do you wish you could write songs? Wishing's a funny thing. I like to. This is going to sound really weird. <laughs> Wishing is a funny fa- thing. <laughs> fa- uh, like facilitating and helping people like improve upon what they're best at is like I, I I would rather I would like to do that that's okay. kind of like yeah enhancement helping other people like yourself uh, yeah in, please in help me what can I do moment. this yeah, is yeah, good exactly. you're helping me I need help I'm just <laughs> struggling to get through this thing no no that's int- that's fascinating <laughs> though help. do you yeah. ever write songs uh yep yeah, yeah on occasion yeah, okay. for sure yeah. for th- I, you, I brought him well, also you as well this sent me that. this is like yeah this sent me that that wicked song. i remember that hearing that song like eight years ago or two yeah years like ago. The other, another thing to keep in mind too is like for instance like these guys write songs and send them to me and i might just change the lyrics right and that might be a kiwi song like i know there's at least two songs on the record that were bro and songs and then i just took the chord changes and just oh, okay, rewrote so- 
Oh, so you all contribute yeah. like a song per se, like a with the music? Or, yeah, kind of chord changes. You know, chord changes. I might, I might just take the chord changes and just, you know, and it's fuck, it's yeah, sometimes it's like super hard to come up with chord changes, right? Mm. Oh yeah, not a day goes by that I can't come up with a good chord change. That's how I feel about. Life. I don't know. It's like I remember that Tom Waits quote, like why he's shifted away from piano during like swordfish trombones or something and it was like your hands are like old dogs that go to familiar places yeah so if you like i don't know i'm 30 years old i sit down a guitar i'm gonna go to g c and d you know whereas like if somebody else just like gives you chords you can kind of yeah that's take that and do something new. okay this is interesting so it's a very collaborative uh outfit it's not simply you're writing the lyrics and that's the way it goes it's everyone sort of chips in totally yeah okay okay all right i'm I'm learning stuff it's a democracy also an east coast thing maritime (laughs) spans everybody has equal hand in there is is that is that that's just all all hands on deck you know something about the region yeah i think so maybe okay i don't know so you've got five songs roughly towards maybe another record what else is going on oh we got loads of tunes man (laughs) <laughs> very cocky about the number of songs you have that we have you want heard songs yet. we got songs man. you're on uh, the mint, hammerhead shark over here you're on mint records That's which right. is based in vancouver you're you're from charlottetown had to go all the way to the other side of the country to get someone to put out your record that's that's a good record label though that wasn't meant to be disparaging i'm sure anyone anywhere would put out the record i understand right? but uh how did that relationship come about uh we just sent them the record that's it yeah. yeah, I think it was through the actually the going back to the Napais. Uh, oh, oh yeah, Monomyth. Uh, so Monomyth was oh, Josh, 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 Josh Salter. Yeah, yeah I sent, great guy. I think one of us sent him the record, and then he sent it to Ryan uh, at Mint, and they dug it. And uh, in true form of as to how cool Mint is, they were you know they kind of signed us based on the music rather than based on the fact that we have a booking agent or the fact that we have a we have cloud or anything like that they're very cool like that yeah Uh, something that's kind of lacking maybe a little bit in in the music scene but yeah they're great we actually just met them uh uh, on thursday at their release show Uh, yeah they they flew our release show they've uh oh that's nice a few men people flew in for the show were you skyping or facetiming or we had talked i talked on the phone with them for hours and and emails and stuff but Mm. yeah it was nice to finally meet them after Awesome. Yeah, really many, fun many emails. Yeah, so the night great. before the, the show. That's so we nice. to go out and meet them for a drink. It's That's great. sweet. Yeah, they're great. And the label's doing... I feel like it's doing really well with... You mentioned Monomyth, the Jay Arner record that came out a little while ago. All the records, the, the dumb record, your record's great. So yeah. something's... Yeah, they're smart Tough people. Age. Yeah. Just went Tough to, Age, of course. Just went to Japan, I think. Yeah. yeah. They're still there making fun of stuff on Twitter. <laughs> I, <laughs> the Tough Age... Thre- uh, follow Tough Age on Twitter. It's always funny. Cool. Um, anyway, so... The, when's the new record going to start? We're going to try to record this summer. This summer, okay. Yeah, for, well, the thing is, man, is also like these songs that are, the record came out last month, the songs that are on it probably were all written in like, what, 2017? Yeah, they're old, older. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know. Some old, some some older than others. Yeah, uh, but I just mean that like, you know, we've, taken a couple of years to write new songs that didn't make it on the record kind of thing anything like what if the new ho king shut down no one would know what you're talking about at all <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't i don't think new ho king's going anywhere well i hope not i might go especially there after the plug tonight <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> why are all these people coming in all of a sudden they Let's must have some, heard this episode yeah let <laughs> get some endorsement deals out of this huh? I, should Maybe get some, I should give them a record <laughs> you should 
okay, so uh, any sense of what the new songs might be kind of about? We've talked about some of the stuff. We've got a f- couple of songs that just didn't make the record because we weren't super happy with how they sounded. Yeah. We're going to try to redo. The other ones, there's like a little bit more political couple other songs that are political in what sense i don't know maybe dofo inspired oh okay doug ford we have a i have a international audience someone in italy is not gonna know what dofo means i mean not like i have one listener in italy doug ford but like (laughs) you know i don't know right well yeah geez it's ruining everything i kind of like have have taken the past couple years to try to you know like i was saying write about what i know and what's happening around me yeah as opposed to what's happening inside me. I like Is that going to continue? Yeah. Is that seems to be a, a, a process you like? Yeah, I think so. And so, I don't know, we've got one song called Undecided Voters that uh, we've been playing live a lot. Mm-hmm. People have been reacting to quite, quite nicely. Um, I mean, I don't know. We're not the Clash. It's not. We're not like super political or they were anything not one like of the, that. I didn't mention the Clash when I mentioned like seven <laughs> bands earlier. I did not say the Clash. So. We're, we're gonna we're going after Thatcher on this next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Retroactively political. <laughs> that would be Pat Bin's PC government of Prince Edward Island, circa 1999, is yeah. going down. Well, Rooney's going down. They're all going down. It feels like all those kinds of people and platforms are back like i feel like you were making jokes but i feel like that's what's happening we actually they've gone someone's gone back and brought all those yeah. ideas back and now here we are anyway it's rock and roll and politics like we said about yeah bands coming back yeah yeah, yeah. It's definitely a lot of amazing records came out of that thatcher era though you know you look at like the smiths and the stone roses and the clash and all that stuff also even like destroyer ken he yep. talks about like how that's like Thatcher Rock. Yeah. Yes, right. I mentioned totally. that on my show. I, I know. Yeah. Oh, did you <laughs> I hear that it. episode? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate uh, the fact that your band's around. What's coming up kind of next for you guys beyond the recording in the summer? Do you have shows or anything? Yeah, I mean, we got a show, I think, April 25th at uh, the Horseshoe. And uh, I think we're playing in Hamilton. Hamilton May. on uh, May 15th? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Check out our uh, Instagram. Yeah. How do people learn more about Kiwi Jr.? Probably just go to our Instagram. That's like the only social media that we're kind of updating. Do you have a website or anything? Yeah. We got a band camp too. Yeah. Band camp. Band band camp. Facebook. Facebook. You got all the stuff? I don't know, man. LinkedIn. Do we have a LinkedIn? No LinkedIn. You should have a Kiwi Jr. LinkedIn. You'd be amazed. Damn it. You'd be surprised who's going to apply. Probably a drummer that doesn't mind setting up their own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Probably a drummer who's not a James Franco fan. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we go out on a song uh, from uh, Football Money? Does who wants to pick one, or do you want to? Demo- I'll pick one. Well, that's not very democratic at okay. all. Do you know what I want to do? I want to. Uh, I want to have Broen pick one because Broen didn't yeah, talk that absolutely. much tonight. Well, there's good reason. Okay, Broen. <laughs> now's your time to shine, my friend. What do you want to hear? Uh, let, we're gonna go with Gimme More. Gimme More is the. Give so what's more. this song about, Brown? It's all about wanting, uh, wanting more. And Jim. you're actually featured in the lyrics, aren't you? I am. My name comes up in the lyrics. Yeah. What's the lyric? It's uh, it's uh, it's the opening line. It's like, give me more, bro, and more. Give me four on the floor. That's right. Is that what you're saying, bro, and more? I yeah, give me more, bro, and more. Give me four on the floor. My last He's name a is drummer. More, yeah. Oh, four on the floor. That's a drum beat. That's a good drum beat. That's correct. Can you can you replicate the drum beat with your mouth right now? With your mouth uh, and your hands? Like a yes. I mean, the answer is yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. That's good. All right, this is a Give Me More. It's a weird song to end an interview with because we're done. But still, Give Me More 
by Kiwi Jr. Thank you so much, all of you, for being on my show. I really appreciate it, and the best of luck with everything going forward. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Vish. Thanks, Vish. Give me more, grow it more, give me four on the floor, give me more, give me more, more, more. Special thanks to all of the members of Kiwi Jr. for appearing on this, the 473rd episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available on all iOS and Android platforms and YouTube, Spotify, Audioboom. It's all over the place. If you're looking for an episode and you can't find it or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can also like Creative Control on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Vish Creative or follow me directly at Vish Kana. You can also listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world at CFRU.ca or on an actual radio 
at 93.3 FM if you're in or near Guelph. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. We need your help financially to keep this podcast going, so I hope you will consider visiting patreon.com slash creative control. Thanks again to Pete's Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton for their in-kind support for this show. And thank you, as always, to my friend Jim Guthrie for letting me use a song of his to end the show each and every week. Go to jimguthrie.org to learn more about him. And finally, last but not least, thank you for listening to this program and subscribing to the podcast and, and telling your friends about it and suggesting they do all of those things that you do. It really means a lot. And that's all I have to say for now. I will talk to you very, very soon. Goodbye for now. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.